you for joining us at Bangalore Revival Center. We are a church that's dreaming revival with God and serving people in love. It is our desire to equip you to represent Jesus and carry his great joy to the ends of the earth. If you'd like to learn more about us, you can visit dreamingrevival.com. Now, as you listen to the word, we believe that God will minister to you. These are the things that we have already studied so far. We began in Romans chapter 8 and verse 31 talking about how God is for us. Then we studied about the gift of Jesus, the person of Jesus that was given to us. And then we spoke about the mighty weapons that God gave us. Uh, then we studied about keeping the devil disarmed by not allowing his condemning voice in our life. After that, we studied how we can experience victory in death. The death of Jesus was the most powerful event in history because it is through the death of Jesus that we can experience victory. It is through the death of Jesus that we can experience all the breakthroughs in our lives. The Bible talks about the fact that he did not just die, but he also did rise back up. He was resurrected and through the resurrection of Jesus, the portals opened up for us to experience this presence of the Holy Spirit. And it happened because Jesus rose again. And not only did Jesus rise again, the Bible says now he's seated at the... Anybody remember that? Now he's seated at the right hand of the Father. And what is he doing for us over there? He's interceding for us over there. And those were the two things that we learned. The, the fact that he's seated at the right hand and that he's our perfect intercessor. Then we studied verse 35. It says, who can separate us from his love? Can famine, nakedness, hunger, desperation, what kind of situations thrown at us can separate us from God's love? And the last Sunday we studied about uh, how we are led like sheep to be slaughtered. Yeah? How God wants us to be innocent and yet wise. Jesus told us this. Jesus said, I'm sending you out as sheep among wolves. Not as wolves among sheep. Jesus did not say that I'm going to allow all your life situations to be easy, everything to be peaceful. No, Jesus said, no, it's going to be difficult because you're going to be faced with enemies, physical enemies, emotional enemies, financial challenges, different types of enemies that you will be faced with. And what you have to learn to do when you're faced with these enemies is that you have to learn to be innocent and at the same time you have to be wise in every area of your life. Amen. And then Paul goes on to say in verse 37, can we read this out? It says, no, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. It says, no, 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 no. He's asking a question before. He says, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? And he says, no, no, no. Nobody can separate us from the love of Christ. No, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. We will talk about this in detail next Sunday also. But what we're going to focus on today is about the fact that God wants us to conquer. 
God wants us to conquer. Jesus wants us to live our lives in such a way that we are able to conquer. Jesus wants us to live in such a way that we are more than conquerors. Jesus wants us to live in such a way that we experience victory in our life. Now, when Jesus taught his disciples, he told them, hey guys, you know what? You are going to experience challenges. You are going to experience troubles and problems and sorrows. John chapter 16 and verse 33, he said, here on this earth, you will have many trials and sorrows, but take heart because I have overcome the world. What did he say? Hey, I want you to overcome, but before you overcome, but before I expect you to overcome, I am going to overcome this world. Now, we are expected to overcome because Jesus first overcame. Now, we are not talking about cross of Calvary. We are talking about what happened before Jesus went on the Calvary. Before Jesus went on Golgotha. Before Jesus died for it. It says that, hey, take heart because I have overcome the world. He's saying this to the disciples even before he died for us on the cross. In other words, the 33 years of Jesus' life here on earth, he lived in such a way that he was overcoming everything that the enemy threw against him, threw at him. Now, the Bible says that because Jesus overcame, he expects us today to now overcome too. Let me read another scripture. This is 1 John chapter 5 and verse 4. I'm going to read it from the ESV translation. It says, For everyone who has been born of God overcomes the world. Check this out, okay? What did Jesus say in John chapter 16 verse 33? Hey, take heart for I have overcome the world. Okay? Now, John says in 1 John chapter 5 and verse 4, For everyone who is born of God has overcome the world. What Jesus did is, Jesus said, hey, guess what? I have overcome the world. Now, now you are born out of me. Now, because you are born out of me, because you are my children, it is not possible that you don't overcome too. It is not possible that you don't live as a conqueror too. It is not possible. If you are a child of a king, it is not possible for you to live defeated. It is not possible for you to live as a poor person. It's not possible for you to live as an ignorant person. You will live in royalty. Why? Because you are born of God. So the first thing that you have to understand here is that it's related. Your victory is directly proportional to your revelation of your identity. The, uh, your level of victory that you walk in over here on earth is directly proportional to how much you are aware of your identity. If you're not aware, for example, if a child is born in a king's palace and you take him out and you make him live in a pauper's house, guess what? He will grow up as a pauper. He will grow up believing that he is poor. He will grow up believing that he doesn't have enough. But if you make him grow in somebody else's house, for example, let's talk about Moses. You know that Moses grew up in Pharaoh's palace, right? But from his childhood, he knew his identity. 
Even though he grew among Egyptians, he knew that he is a Hebrew. He knew that he is a son of Abraham. He knew about the promises of God over his life. And that is why even though he lived in Egypt, even though he lived in Pharaoh's house, he still was connected to his roots because he was aware of his identity. Now I'm telling you, if the devil can confuse you and, and try to teach you that, hey, your identity is in the wrong place. If, if the devil can just get you to believe that you are a loser, that you are a nobody, that you are not valuable. If the devil can convince you to do that, and guess what? You will live that way. That will be your portion. But today I have come to tell you, no, you are born of God. Each and every one of us who are born of God, you will overcome the world. You will overcome the world. You know, I, I remember talking to my father once upon a time and, and I was struggling in this one area of my life and, and I told him, hey, you know what? I don't think I can ever, you know, overcome this one area. And he asked me this question. He said, do you really believe that you have the Holy Spirit in you? And I was hoping for some encouragement and, you know, some uh, saying, no, you can do it, don't give up type of a question, uh, type of an encouragement. But he said, hey, do you believe that you have the Holy Spirit in you? I said, yes. He said, then it is not possible for you to lose. It is not possible for you to not overcome. It is not possible for you to give up. It is only those that believe that they don't have the Spirit of God in them. Those that believe that they are not children of God. It says, for everyone who has been born of God, it doesn't say 80% of Christians or 50% of uh, people that go to a church or the ones that uh, read their Bible regularly. No, everyone who has been born of God. We are not talking about mature believers, okay? If you're being born in the family of God, if you believe in Jesus, guess what? You're qualified for victory. You're qualified to be more than conqueror. Jesus said, I have overcome the world. And John said, hey, because you've been born of that Jesus who overcame the world, you will overcome the world too. Amen. And that is why I have titled this morning's sermon as I am, so I will. We were singing that song, so will I. So there's a, there's a play on the words. It says, I am, so I will. I am a child of God, so I will overcome. You know, so many times we do it the opposite way. We say that, okay, I, I will study a you know, particular course and so I am an engineer. That's how the system of the world is, right? I will read the Bible for one entire year so I can see myself as an anointed guy. So I can, so I'm a child of God. No, no, no. That's not how the Bible says. The Bible says, hey, you are born of God and so you will overcome the world. I am and so I will. Do you understand what I'm saying? You have to get this into your spirit that you are more than conquerors. And Paul in this place, he's, he's redefining our identity. He's saying, hey, shall anything separate us from the love of God? Hunger, famine, uh, you know, persecution, challenges, nakedness. Can any of these separate us from the love of God? No, 
No, in all these things, your identity still remains that you are more than conquerors. Your identity still remains that you are a child of God. Your identity still remains that you are born of God. Your identity still remains that you are qualified to overcome the world. Amen. 1 John chapter 5 verse 4, he continues to say, And this is the victory that overcomes the world. The our faith. Can you read it with me? And this is the victory that has overcome the world. That has overcome the world. Our faith. So what is John saying here? He's saying there are two elements that are essential for you to experience victory. Two elements, two things that are essential for you to experience victory. First is your identity and second is your faith. You need to know who you are and you need to believe that and you need to grow in your faith. See, if our faith is not working for us, then we will live defeated. If our faith is not working for us, no matter how much we have the right identity, if our faith is not in the right place, then we will not be able to overcome the world. So can we read that scripture again? It says, and this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith, our faith. Our faith is what overcomes the world, amen? Now, there are three elements to our faith. There are three things that consist. There are three things that make our faith. One is what we believe inside our heart. Okay. Second is what we speak with our mouths. And third is our actions. So there are many people who, who on the outside, they have great actions. But on the inside, they, they don't believe. There are many people who believe a lot on the inside, but their confession is exactly opposite. In their heart, they believe that God is a healer, but in their confession, it is the exact opposite of what they believe in their heart. And there are others for whom their heart belief and their confession, everything is okay, but their actions is completely out of place. Let me read the scriptures for you. It says in Romans chapter 10 and verse 9, if you openly declare that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart, everybody say believe in your heart. Believe in your heart. You have to believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, then you will be saved. There are two elements there. One is that you believe in your heart and whatever you believe in your heart, you openly declare or you confess with your mouth. Amen. So verse 10, it says, for it is by believing in your heart that you are made right with God and it is by openly declaring your faith that you are saved. So two elements, did you see the two elements? One is your belief in your heart and second is your openly declaring it out loud. When you confess what you believe in your heart, both of that is important. Now, if you go to the book of James chapter 2 and verse 22, in fact, the entire James chapter 2, he's talking about how faith without works is dead. Okay, let's read verse 22. It says, you see, his faith and his actions worked together. His actions made his faith complete. So if there were no actions, if there were no works, then that faith is dead. Do you know this? Anything multiplied by zero is? 
zero. Anything. It doesn't matter how big a figure you have on the other side. Even if it is one billion, no matter how many confessions you have and how much belief you have in your heart, if there is no accompanying action with it, then you just sum it up and you make it zero. So it is necessary for us to have the right belief system in our heart and it has to overflow into the right confession in your words which has to overflow in the way that you have your actions, the way you go about and you do your life. So based on Romans chapter 8, let me give you a couple of things that you need to do. What does Romans chapter 8 verse 37 say? In all these things we are more than conquerors, right? Let's read Romans 8 verse 28. We were singing that in the song. It says, and we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to His purposes for them. So what is he saying? We know. Everybody say, we know. We know. So what is this? Is this something in our heart? Okay? In our heart. The belief in our heart. That we know. This is our belief. That we know that everything that happens in our life. Let it be hunger, nakedness, our family betraying us, our finances not aligning up, whatever things that happen in our life, in all these things, we know that God, He works together all these things for our good. What is that? That is belief inside your heart. Okay? Now, it's not enough, like I told you, it's not enough that you believe that in your heart. It's necessary that you confess you have a confession so paul goes on to say in romans 8 verse 37 he says hey no in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us that is his confession now that is his declaration first he says hey i you know i know this in my heart but now i am going to confess i'm going to declare this out with my mouth that in all these things i am more than conquerors I'm more than a conqueror through Christ who loved us. Then he goes on to say in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 18. And this is what he says there. He says, be thankful in all circumstances for this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. What is he saying you should do? You should be thankful. Where? Where? In all circumstances. Not in the happy circumstances, not only in the good times, but in all circumstances. What is the belief in your heart? That God works everything together for my good. In all circumstances, I believe this in my heart, that He works everything for my good. What is the confession of my mouth? That in all these things, I am more than conqueror. I am more than a conqueror. But what is the action? What will I do because of that? What will I do because of my belief and because of my confession? I will thank God for everything in every circumstances. It says, in every circumstances, be thankful because that is God's will for you. You know, when people go through challenging situations in life, you know, when you have a loss, when you go through painful processes in life, there are people who come and ask me, you know, when they come for counseling, they ask me, hey, what do you think God wants us to do? What is God's will for us right now? Here is the answer. In all things, give thanks to God because that is God's will for you. So when you are persecuted, what does God want you to do? Thank Him. When you are jailed, what does God want you to do? 
thank him. When people persecute you, what does God want you to do? Thank him. He doesn't say thank him for the circumstances, but says thank him in that circumstances. In that circumstances. In that circumstances, you thank him. You worship him. And that has to become your life's actions. And that faith that corresponds, that comes along with actions, is what will bring you victory. Okay, now we started by saying there are two elements to your victory, your identity and your faith. Your identity, it means that who you are is who you will be. I am so, I will. Amen. Now we are studying about faith. And faith has three elements. The belief in your heart, the confession of your mouth and the actions that you have. The belief in your heart should be saying, God, I know that you will work all things together for my good. The confession of your mouth should be, in all these things I'm more than a conqueror. Your action should be, in everything you still worship God, you still thank God. In that circumstances, not after those circumstances are sorted out, but as you're still in that circumstance, you thank God. Let me give you two beautiful examples in the Old Testament. The first is Joseph. Do you know the story of Joseph? The Bible says in Psalm 105 and verse 19, it says, Until the time came to fulfill his dreams, the Lord tested Joseph's character. Until the time came for him to reach the other end of his dreams, the Lord was testing his character. And you know what happened to Joseph? He would get out of one problem and he will end up in the next problem. He will get out of one situation and he will land in a bigger situation. He will get out of one challenge and he will land up in a bigger challenge. And the Bible says, in all these things, God was testing his character. What was God testing? God was testing his identity and God was testing his faith. God was testing if he will give up on who he is and God was testing if he will lose his faith in the midst of all these challenging situations. What was his belief system? If you read through the book of Genesis, you will see what was his belief system. His belief was that he is called to the palace. His father did not believe in him. His brothers did not believe in that. But he knew it in the, in the bottom of his heart. He knew it and he remembered it all through his life. What was his confession though? You know, at one point the Bible says that Potiphar's wife tried to uh, tempt him to sleep with her and, and, and the Bible says Joseph looked at her and said hey, how can I do this against my God that was his confession his confession was that his allegiance belongs to his God he was not talking about his master Pharaoh or Potiphar or anybody else he was not even talking about uh, his parents back in Canaan he's saying how can I do this against God right and, and that is his confession and what is his action if you see throughout his life, he was such a man of integrity. He loved people, served people, even when there was no way that these guys could serve him back or love him back. He still served them. Even when he was in the prison, he still served people. Even when they did not serve him back, he still served them. That is his action. And that action is in line with the belief in his heart and with the confession of his mouth. And, and that is what God looks at and says, hey, guess what? I was testing his character. All through this time, I was testing his character. And that is why Joseph came out as a victor. 
Joseph's story is known as a story of victory because he did not give up during that time of testing. And when we are experiencing something challenging, don't let anybody or anything make you give up on God. Don't let anybody or anything give up on uh, your dreams, the, the things that God has ordained for your life. Don't let anybody steal what God has planted and placed on the inside of you. Another man in the Old Testament is Job. You know the story of Job. That was crazy. The Bible says about Job in James chapter 5 and verse 11, it says, We give great honor to those who endure under suffering. For instance, you know about Job, a man of great endurance. A man of great endurance. This guy went through so much of struggle, so much of pain, and yet the Bible calls him a man of great endurance. It doesn't call him a man of suffering. It doesn't call him a man of pain or a man of sorrows. He calls him a man of endurance. Isn't that amazing? Your belief system, your confessions and your actions put together will build faith in you. And that faith in the biblical language is called endurance. You know, when I teach about faith or when we talk about faith and when I tell people, hey, you need to have faith. The immediate response they have is, yes, I have faith. Yes, I have belief. But that's not faith. Faith means endurance. If there is no endurance, then there is no point to your faith. If there is no consistency, then there is no point to your faith. If you are going up and down, up and down, then there, your faith is not real. It is necessary that you continue to go from strength to strength, from victory to victory in your faith if you want to be more than conquerors. Let me read this from James chapter 1. He says, Dear brothers and sisters, when troubles of any kind come your way, consider it an opportunity for great joy. What, what should you do? When troubles of any kind come, when people harass you, when people hurt you, when you run out of money, when you are not, you know, being celebrated, when people are hurting you, different kinds of issues, you know, when your health goes crazy, what should you do? You should consider it an opportunity for great joy. We do the other way, right? When do we throw a party? When blessings come, right? Not when troubles come. James says, no. The unbelievers also throw a party when blessings come. But as believers, you should throw a party when troubles come. When troubles come, you should consider it as an opportunity for great joy. It says, and he's explaining why he's saying that, okay? Verse 3 says, For you know that when your faith is tested, everybody say tested. It says, when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. Do you understand what I'm saying here? He says, when your faith is tested, that is when your endurance grows. And who was Job known as? Job was known as a man of endurance. Not just as a man of great wealth, but a man of endurance. Now, if we have to experience this lifestyle of becoming more than conquerors, then we need endurance and and it says that it have we can have endurance only when our faith is tested when what the enemy is 
doing against you goes to the next level and next level that is when your endurance gets a chance to go to the next level to to become more stronger and more powerful and then it says in verse 4 very powerful very important verse for this morning it says so let it grow for when your endurance is fully developed you will be perfect and complete and needing nothing isn't that amazing it says when your endurance is fully developed you will be perfect and complete it doesn't say that when you have overcome all your temptations you will be perfect and and complete you know that's what we think right if only i can stop saying these things and if only i can stop watching those things and if only i can being like this i i think that i will be perfect no bible says when your endurance is fully developed and for your endurance to be fully developed you have to learn to consider every trouble that comes your way as an opportunity for joy and let your faith be tested and let your endurance grow and grow and grow till it is fully developed and once it is fully developed is when you will be perfect and complete and needing absolutely nothing and then the bible says in this journey if you need wisdom ask of a generous god and he will give it to you and do you know that we need wisdom to walk with god we need wisdom to understand what god is doing in our life we need wisdom to experience these uh, victories that god is preparing for us and it says but when you ask him be sure that your faith is in god alone and that you are not tossed around like waves James chapter 1 verse it says don't be tossed around like waves you have to be consistent let your faith be consistent let your faith be steady and only then you will receive what you ask of god okay now let me quickly repeat what we learned this morning the first thing that we learned is that jesus said in this world you will have trouble but take heart because i have overcome the world then john says Hey now you are born of this Jesus so you will overcome the world too you should know who you are and when you know who you are when you believe who you are when you confess who you are and you when you thank God for who you are you will overcome the world then we saw the examples of Joseph and Job both of them they went through difficult circumstances in life and in those circumstances you would see that their belief was steady you would see that the confession of their mouth it says about job that in all these things he did not curse god in all these things he did not blaspheme against god in all these things his confession he kept his confession steady in all the challenges that he experienced and his actions man the bible says job prayed for his friends and the lord healed job can you imagine He is in the midst of all this turmoil and what is he doing he is praying for his friends What do we want to do when we are going through difficult circumstances not meet any friends kick out all these friends out of our life and say give us my space my time but the bible says that job when he was faced with all these things his his actions corresponded with the belief and the confession of his heart The conf- the belief in his heart was this what the what was the belief in his heart the belief in his heart was i know that my redeemer liveth and one day i shall see him even if he slays me i will still wait on him that was the belief in his heart 
and the confession of his mouth the bible says he refused to curse god he refused to speak anything that will and what was his action his action was that he still loved god and served god in the midst of his challenging situation when god saw that his belief confession and action is in line with his identity god healed job and i pray and i hope that this season we will do that we will walk in that that our belief our confession and our action will be in line and god will allow challenging situations where our belief can be questioned god will allow difficult times when our confessions can be challenging god will allow difficult times when our actions will be questioned and when these things are questioned is when we will get an opportunity to have our faith tested and when our faith is tested is when our endurance will grow and when our endurance is fully developed the bible says god will look at you and say you are perfect and complete and needing nothing amen now let me read let me finish with reading out a couple of blessings for those who walk this lifestyle and who are able to overcome the world now what i was teaching you in this first part is who you are you need to believe who you are you are a child of god you are born of god you are more than conquerors okay now i'm telling you who you will be what you will walk in what you will experience because you are an overcomer because you are more than conqueror okay this is what god will give you what god will help you experience this is the book of revelation chapter 2 and verse 7 now several one of these things that i'm reading out maybe things that you will think you can experience only when you get to heaven but jesus taught us to pray this prayer jesus said may your will be done on earth as it is in heaven so there is nothing that you cannot claim and receive and experience here only when you go to heaven that you don't have access to here on earth so everything that is in heaven you can access it right now here on earth health victory breakthrough miracles signs wonders the presence of god the manifestation everything that is in heaven you can have access to it here on earth as well amen let's read revelation chapter 2 and verse 7 it says to everyone who is victorious to everyone who is uh, overcomer to everyone who conquers you know jesus would keep repeating this particular statement to all the seven churches in the book of revelation he will tell them hey to everyone who is victorious to everyone who overcomes to everyone who conquers this is what i will give them in other words everybody who has had their identity in the right place and who has put their faith in the right place and who understands who they are this is what they will experience it says to everyone who is victorious i will give fruit from the tree of life in the paradise of god what is this fruit let me ask you what is this fruit do you remember that in the garden of eden there were two trees one tree was the tree of knowledge of good and evil the other tree was the tree of life now god did not stop these guys from eating from the tree of life god only stopped them from eating from the tree of knowledge of good and evil right but when they were given the opportunity to eat with from the tree of life these guys rather chose knowledge and because they chose knowledge of 
good and evil and because they chose to disobey God they lost access to the tree of life now Jesus says to everybody that is victorious to everybody that is going to walk in the knowledge of who they are and will walk in faith and they will be consistent in their faith I will give them to eat of the tree of life which is in the paradise of God now I truly believe that this this fruit from the tree of life is meant for our health and for our healing you know it talks about it in the book of revelation at the end of the book of revelation it says the leaves of this tree are meant for healing of nations the leaves can you imagine jesus says the fruit of this tree i will give it to you i will allow you to eat now if you want to walk in health and wholeness in every area of your life the lord says hey guess what you have to know who you are to everyone who is victorious do you know how we think of it how we think of it is if i can experience my breakthrough or if i can experience my healing then i am victorious in my health right that's how we think right how do we stand up and give our testimonies after the healing comes right after the healing happens we stand up and we confess saying jesus healed me praise god i have experienced my victory or my breakthrough but jesus says no 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 you first experience victory then i will give you the life then i will give you the healing then i will give you the breakthrough then i will give you the blessing <laughs> i am so i will i am so i will when you know who you are then you will receive what god has planned for your life unless you know who you are unless you are willing to walk in who you are believe who you are and and confess who you are and and make your actions align up to who you are if you truly believe you are healed stop behaving stop stop letting your actions be like a sick person stop letting your confessions be like one of a sick person stop letting your belief be one like of a sick person instead let the lord use those testing phases to develop endurance in you to make you perfect and and wanting nothing and when god sees that you're walking in that then the bible says the lord will allow you to eat of the tree of life which is in the paradise of god amen are you ready for the next one oh, i love this it says in revelation chapter 2 and verse 17 to everyone who is victorious i will give some of the manna that was hidden away in heaven some of the manna we studied this at the beginning of this year do you remember that it says that manna is the food of angels you remember that and it says the manna that is hidden in the in heaven god will allow us to eat of that manna food of angels the portion of angels you know let me ask you this what do angels see day in and day out who do angels see day in and day out what is their manna what is their food and the bible says the manna that is available only for angels in heaven i will give it to you here now he is not talking about what we will experience when we get to heaven because when we get to heaven everybody will get that right but he is talking about what victorious people can experience here on the earth 
to everybody who is victorious i will allow them to eat of the manna that is in heaven so everything that belongs to angels will be your portion you know that is the kind of victory that god wants us to experience that is the kind of abilities that god wants us to experience do angels need you know to be dependent on somebody else to help them somebody else to take care of them somebody else to feed them clothe them no man they they have access to unlimited resources in heaven and if that is the food of angels if that is manna and jesus says that manna is what i'm going to feed you i am so i will i am more than a conqueror so i will eat of the manna that is hidden away in heaven amen verse 17 we continue that same scripture it says and i will give to each one a white stone are you ready for this and on the stone will be engraved a new name that no one understands except the one who receives it are you ready for this he says that i'm going to give you a white stone okay and on that white stone will be written a name that nobody can understand i'm sure that that is a revelation of your identity in the spirit realm and the bible says that god will give you a revelation of your unique identity that no one else can understand when you are a victorious person our prayer usually is the other way around right like show me who i am so that i can experience victory no The Bible says you believe what I have already spoken about what has already been revealed to you what has already been written in the scripture about you that you are more than a conqueror you believe that first and when you do believe that then I will give you a revelation of who you are in the spirit realm that nobody else can understand your pastor cannot understand that your family cannot understand Jesus says nobody can understand except the one that receives it can you imagine there will there will be a secret between god and you a secret a new name it says you will receive a new name which nobody knows but it will be a name that god knows and you know it jesus said it like this my sheep they know me and i call them by by name and they they follow me and and this is the name that jesus will call you jesus will not call you children of god Jesus will not call you Shalom. If he calls you Shalom, I'm I'm telling you, there are going to be a hundred million people with that name who is going to respond to him. But can you imagine there is a unique name for you that God calls you with? There is a unique way that God sees you and it, and and relates with you. And the Bible says to everyone who overcomes, to everyone who is victorious, he will receive that revelation of that new name. I am so. I will I am more than a conqueror so I will receive my new revelation my new identity verse 26 of that same chapter it says to them I will give authority over all the nations they will rule the nations with an iron rod and smash them like clay pots now this is of course talking about what we will do in the thousand year reign But let me tell you something we have access to this here on this earth as well here on this world we have access to this authority through our prayer 
through our intercession, through our declaration, through God giving us influence over nations. We have access to this same authority. It says to them, I will give authority over all the nations. It doesn't say one or two nations, but all the nations. Do you know that our church is a church for the nations? Do you know that God has called us to the nations? Do you know that God has called us for revival of nations? And how will we bring revival in nations unless we are able to experience and exercise authority over nations? Hey, you're not going to be a conqueror after you have authority of nations, no. You're more than a conqueror now and so you will experience authority over nations. Say it after me, I am, so I will. I am more than a conqueror, so I will exercise authority. Amen. It says uh, in uh, verse 28, They will have the same authority that I received from my father and I will also give them the morning star. This is Jesus promising us more than conquerors what he will give us when we walk in our identity. And he says, hey, they will have the same authority that the father gave me. You know, this is, see, Jesus is not insecure of his position. He is almost making you equivalent to himself. Where he says, the same authority that the Father gave me, I'm going to give it to you. Man, look at how much he trusts you. He doesn't trust everybody. He trusts the ones that are victorious, that know their identity as more than conquerors, that know who they are. And they, they are able to walk in the belief of who they are. What did John said? John said that for everyone who is born of God will overcome the world. And this is what helps you overcome the world. Our faith. This is what will give you victory over the world. Our faith. What we believe about who God is. What we believe about ourselves. That is what will make you a victorious person. Amen. Now, it says, and I will also give him the morning star. You know, some of these things, I will leave it to you for you to go back, research and grow, your, grow in your understanding of who and what God wants to make you. It's so beautiful. I, I don't have time to start explaining every single verse, but I will leave the scriptures so that you can go back and read and study each and every one of them and truly know who you are in Christ Jesus. Amen. And it says in Revelation chapter 3 and verse 5, all who are victorious will be clothed in white. All who are victorious will be clothed in white. The clothes in white, it represents purity, it represents righteousness, it represents unparalleled beauty. And the Lord says, I'm going to give it to you if you are going to walk in your identity as a conqueror. Revelation chapter 3 and verse 5, it says, I will never erase their names from the book of life, but I will announce before my father and his angels that they are mine. What is God saying? What is Jesus saying? I'm going to announce in heaven that you belong to me. It's one thing for you to say that Jesus is mine. Another thing for Jesus to announce before the whole world that you are mine. Isn't that amazing? This is not something that we will experience only when we get to heaven. We have access to this here on the earth as well. And the Bible says, 
I will never erase their names from the book of life and I will announce their names before my father and the angels that they are mine. Verse 12 of chapter 3 of the book of Revelation, it says, All who are victorious will become pillars in the temple of my God. They will become pillars and they will never have to leave it. God wants to make each and every one of us pillars in the temple of God, in the church, in the kingdom of God. And we will become that when we know who we are, when we know that we are more than conquerors. Say it after me, I am, so I will. I'm more than a conqueror, so I will be a pillar. The next one, it says, in verse 12, it says, And I will write on them the name of my God. Do you remember the previous one? I will give them a stone with a name that is something that only they can understand. Nobody else. It's a personal revelation between God and them. But now it says, now I'm going to write on them the name of my God. Check this out, okay? If you read the book of Revelation, you will see that when the Antichrist comes, he will want to write something on everybody that serves him. Do you know that? On their foreheads and on their right hands, either on their forehead or their right hand, he would want them to identify with himself by writing or tattooing something on their bodies. And Jesus says, hey, I'm going to give a special tattoo to everybody that wants to walk with me, everybody that is going to be victorious. I'm going to write on them the name of my God. I don't know what that name is going to be, but we're going to try and research that in the next series. All the names of God that we can possibly figure in the scriptures. And let me tell you, for all eternity, we will have a new name to call him because we'll have a new revelation. We'll have a new understanding of who he is. And the Bible says that Jesus will write the name of his father on our lives. Amen. That he will tattoo us with his name. Let's read the next Scripture. They will be citizens in the city of my God, the new Jerusalem that comes down from heaven from my God. And it says in the next line, it says, and I will also write on them my new name. What are the three promises? First, I will write on them the name of my God. Second, that they will be citizens in new Jerusalem. And third, I will write on them my new name. You know that the name Jesus is the name of the physical incarnation of Jesus the physical person of Jesus that's the you know name we gave him that name when he was born on this earth but that is not his eternal name and the Bible says when we go to the other side of eternity he will write on us his new name right now we cannot even comprehend his new name it says when we go to that side we will see and know his new name and he will write that new name upon our lives. To everybody who is going to be more than conquerors, to everybody who is a victor, to everybody who is victorious, is I will write on them my new name. Quickly, let's read the last line, last scripture. It says, and those who are victorious, they will sit with me on my throne, just as I was victorious and sat with my father on his throne. So what is God promising us? God is saying, hey, not only will you exercise authority, not only will you have a revelation of uh, my name, 
Not only will you have a revelation of your name, not only will you have an understanding of where I am taking you, you will sit with me on my throne, not, on ju not just on your throne. Do you know that when we get to the other side, you will also have your throne. But Jesus says, not just that you will sit on your throne, but you will sit on my throne. We will sit on Jesus' throne. Jesus says, just like I was victorious and I sat on my father's throne, now you will come and sit on my throne. Isn't that so powerful? Isn't that so amazing? Now this Jesus promises to everybody who is victorious, to everybody who is more than conquerors, to everybody who understands that they are born of God and that they have overcome the world. Those that believe this, those that understand this, those that walk in the full revelation of who they are, they will experience all of this. Let me quickly rewind what we studied today. I hope that you caught something. The one thing that I hope you caught is that I am, so I will. For everyone that is born of God, everyone, are you born of God? Then you will overcome the world because Jesus overcame the world before we did. If you're born of the Lord, if you're born of God, then you are also going to overcome the world. Amen. And then we studied this and John said, and this is what helps you overcome the world. This is what gives you victory to overcome the world. It is your faith. And there are three primary elements to your faith, your belief, your confessions, and your actions. What you believe, what you confess, and what you act upon will make up your faith. I pray and I hope that this season of life, we will believe the right things, we will confess the right things and we will act on the right things. Are you ready to pray with me? Father, I just pray and I bless everybody that is tuned in with us and everybody that is receiving here in person, Lord. And I pray and I release your grace over each and every one of your children to experience who they are. Your word says, I am, so I will. I am more than a conqueror, so I will experience this victory that you have called us to experience. I am a child of God and that is why I will walk in the full revelation of being a child of God, being who you've called me to be, Lord. I pray and I bless your children, wherever they are, whatever they are doing, I pray that they will experience supernatural victory in their life in this season. That there will be nothing that will cause them to be defeated. There will be nothing that will cause them to be discouraged in this season, Lord. As we continue to study this series, I pray that we will experience victory in every area of our lives. That everything that has been shut to us, everything that has been closed to us in this season, those things, those areas, those doors will be opened to us because you have promised us in your word that to everyone who overcomes, I will give them the fruit from the tree of life, that I will give them the manna that is hidden in heaven, that I will give them the revelation of that new name, that I will give them the morning star, that I will give them the clothing in white, that I will give them the authority over nations, that I will give them the new name, the new name that I have for them and the new name that I have for myself and the new name of my father, I will give them that name. 
And I pray, Father, that we will experience that close intimacy of sitting with you on your throne and ruling with you over our circumstances, God. We thank you for you are a God who is prayer answering God. And we surrender ourselves completely to your hands. And in Jesus' mighty name we pray. And everybody said, and Amen. Thank you for tuning in. We believe that you are blessed by the word. We would love for you to be our guest on any of the weekends on a Saturday night service at 7 p.m. or a Sunday morning service at 11 a.m. For more information, please visit our website streamingrevival.com